scary times we're living in, my friends. Dennis Nappy the second here with Sixth Sense Media. Here's another special report here of the Secret Podcast. It's Friday, March 20th, 2020. The time is 11.25 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Getting ready to turn in for the evening, but uh, I wanted to reach out and connect with all of you. Just give some updates here. I think it's important right now that we do a check-in with ourselves and we do a regular check-ins daily. Sometimes it may need to be hourly. How are we feeling? How are we processing this? Are we in a state of denial? Do we feel like everything's great? Do we feel like maybe this is being blown out of proportion? Are we feeling panicked? Are we feeling sadness, overwhelmed, fear? Whatever you're feeling, first and foremost, that's okay. But we need to monitor those feelings and see how they're impacting our decisions. This is not over yet, and we are going to be in this for quite some time. Those that are in charge are still scrambling to get a handle of things and come up with a plan on how to administer our actions to flatten the curve as they're telling us now. I can't stress enough the importance of thinking long term. We've only been going through this for one week today. At least for me, that's when this journey started. Been one week. Where are we going? There has been reports of the National Guard being activated. They will have some law enforcement capabilities, and I suspect that will mostly be to protect people from looting and hoarding things. There's a concerning article in The Sun. It comes back. It's titled, Fighting Back. Brits suspected of having coronavirus could be held for up to six weeks under new emergency laws. People suspected of being infected with COVID-19 could be held up for six weeks under new powers being proposed by the government. Patients would be initially detained for 14 days, but that could be extended if doctors still have concerns. Boris Johnson will try and push through the emergency legislation in the next few days to give him the powers to do whatever it takes to tackle the spread of the deadly bug. This is concerning. And we need to ask ourselves, where does the line get drawn in the interest of public health and public safety? What is our responsibility and what is an appropriate response? I've encountered a lot of people who still don't take this seriously. And maybe, maybe I agree that something's not adding up. Maybe what's not adding up is this virus isn't as bad as they say it is. And they're trying to scare us up because of this transition that I've been talking about that we're preparing to go through. But regardless of what the truth is or where the truth may fall, the people with power are reacting a certain way. And I don't think that now is a time to buck the system. I think now is a time to reflect and plan for the new future moving forward. 
and you don't want to get caught up in maybe you're sick we're going to lock you up for six weeks that's a scary scary thing my friends on top of that we have from daily mail four senators dumped millions in stocks while capitol hill was being briefed on the coronavirus threat before markets started tanking Richard Burr, head of the Senate Intelligence Committee, which was directly briefed on coronavirus, sold up to $1.7 million in stock between January and February. Diane Feinstein on the same committee sold up to $6 million in stock in the same period. Kelly Loeffler on the Senate Health Committee sold up to $3.1 million in stock starting on the day her committee was briefed by the CDC. James Inhofe sold up to $400,000 in stocks, including real estate, all on January 27th. They obviously had insider knowledge. They had advanced warning on what was going on, and they knew that things were going to tank. The frustrating thing about that is these are people who are elected to represent the American people, and they put their own interests and assets first. Meanwhile, some people lost everything. The job, the jobless rates are continuing Unemployment rates, that's the word I'm looking for, is continuing to rise. Speaking of challenges, this is the last one, I promise. I don't mean for this to be doom and gloom, but locust crisis poses a danger to millions, forecasters warn. This is from The Guardian. Experts fear swarms like those seen in Africa will become more common as tropical storms create favorable breeding conditions. Locust crisis that has now reached 10 countries could carry on to endanger millions more people forecasters have said climate change created unprecedented conditions for the locusts to breed in the usually barren desert of the arabian gulf according to experts and the insects were then able to spread through yemen where civil war has devastated the ability to control locust population all right i'm going to stop scaring you guys there I, I can't stress enough turn off the news uh Maybe get your updates once or twice a day. Believe me, if a crisis or major emergency, you know, beyond what's going on, comes up, somebody in your circle is going to be texting you or calling you about this. But you need to separate from that constant drive of fear that's being put out there because it's blocking your intuitive voice. It's blocking that connection that will guide you through this challenge right now. When you tap into those signals, you're tapping into instructions. It may be on the subconscious level, but that's what you're tapping into. You're putting yourself in a reactive mode. But if you control when you're going to look at the news, and then you take time to process that and then disconnect from it, and then focus on your intuition, your feelings, and everything else that's important in your life to get that perspective back again, you're in a better position to chart your path forward. When you're in reactive mode, you're being driven. Take some time every day and disconnect. Disconnect multiple times a day. I know it's tough, but find a way to do that. Find a way, again, to do the things that bring you joy. Paint, draw, play music, talk to friends, play with your kids, veg out and watch a movie. And you're going to find that in that silence, when you can take it, you'll have a better sense of, of what to do. But the narratives that are coming out, number one, they're conflicting. 
they're confusing. I now have people who don't ever want anything to do with conspiracies are reaching out to me going, and these are people in my personal life, hey, Dennis, something doesn't feel right. I think there's a conspiracy or something going on here. There's a lot of confusing things going on. But I can't stress enough the importance of finding that inner voice. You need to find your own voice and separate it from the voice of whatever's coming through social media or the news or whatever it is that you're listening to or reading or consuming regularly. And again, it's not always easy to do. Especially if your situation, if you're in an inner city somewhere, if you're in an apartment somewhere, I would imagine that's got to be incredibly stressful. So what resources do you have? Who can you connect with? What are you able to do to deal with that feeling of isolation or loneliness? Can you create a podcast? Even if you don't put it out there, if you don't, even if you don't release it, you may find some stress relief in just talking and getting your feelings out there. And whether you listen to it or not, it may be therapeutic, it may not be, but I know every week, now it's been every day, when I get behind this microphone and I share my feelings, I feel better when I walk away from it. Journaling may have the same impact. Artwork may have the same impact or effect. I'm just not a talented artist. But there are things that we can do and we need to be proactive in taking care of our mental health. Are you exercising? You don't have to be going to a gym. You don't have to be, it would be great if you get outside, but some of us can't. You can exercise in the house. I have a challenge with my kids to see how many push-ups we can do a day. So every half hour to an hour, I'm dropping and, and I'm knocking out about 30 push-ups. My goal is to hit about 300 a day. My son, he's uh, seven years old. He did 100 the other day, just doing 10 at a time all throughout the day. Those are fun little challenges. It keeps you moving, it keeps you fit, keeps the energy going in, in, a, in a good direction, and it improves your immune system as well. Listen, friends, we're, we're going into a new normal, and uh, we don't know exactly what that's going to look like yet, but it's, it's obviously impacting our economy, possibly impacting our laws, our legislation, our way of life, and we're going to be in this for a while. I don't have the answers. I have a lot of questions, but I hope you can find a way to find some peace on this journey and find some growth. I can't stress enough, though, that things are changing drastically, and that's not easy to process. I feel that I've been preparing for an event like this my entire life, and yet when I finally realized what was happening, I had a breakdown. I was paranoid. I was upset. I was anxious. I was angry. I was completely overwhelmed. That's a natural process when we're going through a change like this. I, I think on some levels, this is like the shock of 9-11, the change to our lives right now. And we need to allow ourselves the time to grieve and to work through that fear or that sadness that we have. But then we need to 
once we get through it, take charge. The faster we can recognize that things are different, the faster we can adapt to it. But if we're in denial about what's really happening here, we may be in for yet another shock after another shock after another shock. And that's just going to wreak havoc on your stress response. It's going to wear you down. As I said, we we're probably in this for the long haul. And who knows what challenges are going to come up next. So I, I hope that uh, I hope that you're well, that you're healthy, that you're focused, and that you're preparing for the next steps. And it may not be, I, I think it's an excellent idea. Start communicating with people within your circle. Share information with them, share opinions, vent to them, vent to each other, and start asking the question, what next? And how can we support one another? We don't know what the future is going to look like, but I think it's a very good idea to start building your community now. Because we don't know where society will be driven as a result of this. And you may find safety in numbers, or at least comfort in numbers. And right now, yes, we're not supposed to be congregating. That is not going to last forever. The world may look very different when we are free to roam from our houses, and we may not be free to roam anywhere. Who knows? But at some point, we will come back out again. Now, we can come out in this world and be angry, defensive, and afraid of our fellow citizens, or we can build community and connect and come out prepared to help and assist one another instead of fight for the resources there are. Start planning community gardens. Find out, you know, who has medical training, who has construction training, who's a mechanic. It's important to find those skill sets and start developing your community right now. I can't stress that enough. All right, my friends, I'm going to end it here. I'm exhausted. It's the weekend. Tomorrow, tune in to The Seeker Podcast. The full interview with Ray Davis will be released. You can find it at SixthSenseMedia.net, on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on Google Play. Uh, and I'll have it up on YouTube within the next couple of days as well. Look for a new Seeker newsletter. I should have that out Sunday or Monday time frame as well. I'm going to try to stay back on top of that. If you haven't subscribed already, go to SixthSenseMedia.net. You can find the links there. When you click on that link and subscribe to the newsletter, you will get a free access to read I Am Human and We Are Not Who We Think We Are. That's book one in my I Am Human series. It's the prequel to I Am Human Food for the Archons, which is available now on Amazon. You can get an instant download on Kimble for just, Kimble, Kindle, just over $9. I can't stress enough, working through that book, through that journey, I believe will give you a better foundation for navigating this world that we live in, this reality that is being thrust upon us. It will help with that navigation. I believe I wrote this book for a very specific reason. My hope is that it will help 
those of you out there who are on that spiritual journey, who are sitting there saying, something doesn't feel right with this world. I warn you, it may shock you, it may scare you at times, but this book, I wrote it to be an empowering book to put you in touch with your true power, despite all the scary stuff. And what a better time to connect with that power than right now. All right, my friends, I'm sending health, healing, and love, all of those positive vibes out to you. Remember, what you put out there is magnified. It is contagious. So visualize the future you want in your daily meditations. Picture you and your loved ones somewhere outside, free from the virus, feeling wonderful, and capture that feeling and hold on to it and carry it with you all day and manifest that reality. I'm Dennis Nappy II. This has been another special report of the Seeker Podcast with Sixth Sense Media, where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change. Never stop questioning. Keep an open mind. And let your intuition be your guide. Thank you.